here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the brand new Las Vegas Raiders. This is the Raiders Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary and Raiders Wire editor Marcus Mosher. So, Marcus, the Raiders dust off the Broncos, 37-12. to 12. I tried to warn you, my man, last week. We discussed this rivalry, and I said, you know what? These Broncos kind of blow, right? And I, I don't know. Drew Locke, he's a disaster. Yeah, that was ugly. The Broncos basically quit defensively, but I give all the credit to the Raiders. They're 6-3. and three. They're starting to string phases together, right? Offense, defense. They've got it rolling right now, my man. Yeah, the Raiders are playing well. But I, I, really quickly, before we talk about the Raiders, let's talk about Drew Locke. Uh, I, I think I'm out on Drew Locke. I am too. Uh, Ryan. He sucks. Yeah, he's he's not good. It, it took it, no. I, I I was about to tweet that he wasn't good after like the first ten <laughs> minutes of the game. Then I thought, you know what? Maybe this could come back to bite me. I'm gonna wait till at least halftime. Nope, I should have tweeted it right away. He, I, I'm not afraid of Drew Locke at all. He's just not good. I I don't know what it is, but uh, he's not the answer in Denver. No, they got to go to Brett Rippin. They do, and I think <laughs> I think we're gonna see it. We got to see Rippin, baby. We got to see Rippin. Oh my gosh, it's so bleak in Denver. John Elway, he just has no idea what he's oh, doing. Oh God, does he? no. Like last week, if you want to. Listen to a fun segment. Look at listen to the second segment of the Broncos Wire podcast last week when myself and Broncos Wire editor John Heath went over John Elway's uh, draft history on the quarterback it's side. Brutal, since brutal. Peyton Manning. It's always a fun exercise. Not if you're a Denver Broncos fan, but for me, it was a, it was a fun exercise that I'm sure the Broncos fans uh, loved. Poor Paxton Lynch, right? They just ruined oh. him. Oh gosh. Oh, and you and you go down the list. I mean, I think they took like Brock Osweiler over Russell Wilson, oh, and they could have. Oh, you know, man. obviously they missed on. Uh, they missed on Dak Prescott like a lot of teams did. So we, we could talk about that for hours. Yeah. The one thing that, and I know this wasn't a big Derek Carr game statistically. Uh, I know the analytics say otherwise, but, you know, numbers wise, he didn't have a blow up game. He didn't need to because the Broncos had, like I said, they just didn't want to tackle. They just kind of gave up in that second half and the Raiders literally just ran them over, uh, which was pretty sweet. But Derek Carr, I, I just can't help but notice the confidence that he has. Marcus, the way he's leading the team, he passes the eye test in the same way that Drew Locke does not pass the eye test right you look at Derek Carr out there and you're just like I don't know when we started our podcast 12 weeks ago whatever it was it's been a while I was out on uh, Derek Carr I kept bringing up questions to you like who's the next guy in the who should we get for the next quarterback of the Raiders right it's not gonna be Derek Carr my question to you now is like where does he rank among the quarterbacks in the league is he now top 10 he's at least top 12 I, I started to list him out he's close to top 10 I think at this point he is playing he is playing some good football, man. He is balling out. Yeah, well, what was funny is I was just thinking the other day, you know, if and when the Raiders make the playoffs, where does Derek Carr rank in terms of AFC passers? Because I think I think he's better than Ben Roethlisberger at this point. Josh Allen has more tools and he's more physically gifted, but Carr is probably better on a game-to-game basis. Is it possible that Derek Carr could be like the second or third best AFC playoff quarterback this year? I, I certainly don't think it's out of the equation. His game against the Broncos. I know that the overall stats make it look like he was just only okay. He was phenomenal. He had three passes that were just absolute dimes down the field uh, that were dropped by Henry Ruggs, Nelson Aguilar, uh, and Darren Waller. He had a, a, a just a bullet in the end zone to an open Aguilar that was dropped. So he he was on the money all day. He did everything that he needed to do to continue to, to move the chains, get the Raiders in the right positions. He was audibling at the line to get them into the right runs. Uh, every single week, Derek Carr continues to play well. He continues to do enough to get this Raiders team in 
a position to potentially maybe challenge the Chiefs for the AFC West uh, here in Week 11 because if they win this game against the Chiefs, uh, they hold the tiebreaker and they're only a game back with a pretty soft schedule uh, the rest of the way. So kudos to Derek Carr. I think he's having the best season of his career this year. Oh no, this is going to be a fun. This is going to be a fun one on Sunday Night Football. We'll we'll definitely get to this game, Raiders Chiefs. Uh, I can't wait to talk about that one. But for me, it's like I'm so I'm trying to figure out the Derek Carr thing. Marcus. So am I. I think everybody is, right? Like, I I think we all feel good that he's having a a nice season, but we, I think we all know John Gruden's history, right? He becomes fickle at the quarterback position. And if let's hypothetically, we've thrown this out before. If an Aaron Rodgers becomes available for whatever reason, don't you think that Gruden is going to want to see, you know, what could happen if he puts that Hall of Fame quarterback in his offense? I think Gruden would, if it was Rodgers, I think absolutely. I don't think there's any hesitation from Gruden if it's Rodgers because that's just going to be one of his like guys, you know, like, oh, Rodgers, you know, head coaches around the league just like swoon over him. Uh, what, if so it's a, what if it's like a Matt Stafford, right? Somebody who's probably a little bit, you know, a little bit older, but maybe has a better arm, is more aggressive. W- would Gruden do that? I don't think there's... I don't think there's a difference in quarterback play at all between those two. In fact, I think Carr's probably better. But could he be, you know, lured into thinking that Stafford could unlock parts of their offense? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I think I'm out on Stafford. I think it's definitely Carr. And I think if you asked me at the beginning of this season, I would have said Stafford. And and, and so that and that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like I've watched I've watched plenty of Derek Carr over the years when you know they played in national TV spots out here in New England. I've uh, you know I've seen plenty of Derek Carr and I've I've never been impressed by him. I was always like, ah, oh, man, he could even throw. Is he even an NFL quarterback? I saw some games where he was just like wildly inaccurate. Bad down the field. Everything's a check down. Everything's like behind the line of scrimmage. I just thought he wasn't that great of a quarterback. And he's something has changed in him. You know, he's flipped a switch this year. He has. And, and every week he seems to be he's got the ass. You know, he's just confident. There's just something about him that's switched. And I don't yeah, know what it, it is. It, it could be, you know, being in the third year of John Gruden's offense and you really grasp everything now. It could be the playmakers. Again, this is the, the best group of playmakers he's had. Yeah. I also think it's that running game when he knows he can hand the ball off to Josh Jacobs and Devontae Booker and have them do what they did to the Broncos on Sunday or against the Browns a few weeks ago or whoever it is. They know that that running game can absolutely dominate. And I think that's given Carl a lot of confidence as well. But he is certainly playing better uh, too. 41 rushes 203 yards just like impossible never mind the turnovers the defense got which drew Locke just like threw it right to them on some of those mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't want to like go overboard on how great the raiders defense was because drew Locke, woof wow that was terrible yeah. but yep. but like you run for 200 yards obviously you're never going to lose when you do that almost never was that great execution in your opinion marcus or was that the broncos quitting because as you know i'm leaning the ladder especially in that second <laughs> half they just didn't they just didn't want to deal with it anymore the the body well, language on the broncos was embarrassing well let me give you some some data to help back you up thank you um the the raiders went into this game without both starting offensive tackles and colton miller and trent brown uh richie incognito their pro bowl guard uh, was out and within the first half of the game the raiders lost Sam Young, their backup right tackle, who was filling in for Trent Brown. So they were without four offensive linemen and still ran the ball down the Broncos' throat. I mean, they they just whopped them on the on the offensive line. So I definitely think this has to do more with the Broncos' uh, defensive line being just absolutely terrible. Uh, but kudos to the Raiders and Tom Cable for getting those guys to play hard, uh, play well. We've we've seen them do this against a few teams now between the Chargers, the Browns, and now the Broncos. They can run the ball, you know, against just about anybody uh, even with a few offensive starters being out more on the six and three hopefully playoff bound raiders coming up next 
Fantasy football is about proving that you are better than your friends. Sit them, start them. These are the fantasy picks of the week. It will kill me if this game ends at a tie. I need this win. This game's pretty much done. With Corey Bonini from thehuddle.com. Corey Benini with TheHuddle.com here to talk to you about fantasy football strong plays for Week 11 of the NFL season. Quarterback Jameis Winston versus the Atlanta Falcons. Winston replaces Drew Brees, who's injured and is going to miss at least several weeks. The former Tampa Bay quarterback has plenty of weapons, the familiarity with this week's opponent, and it doesn't hurt that Atlanta has given up the second most passing yards and the most touchdowns to quarterbacks in 2020. You'll see some Taysom Hill worked in as usual, but Winston is a strong play and has a lot on the line. Running back DeAndre Swift of the Detroit Lions is moving into that must-start territory. He was officially designated the starter prior to last week's game, and Swift averaged 5.1 yards per carry on his 16 totes, adding another 68 yards and a score on five receptions. Up next is the Carolina defense, one that was slashed last week by Ronald Jones, and he was the sixth back to get at least 25 PPR points in 10 games this year. No team has allowed more catches to the position in 2020. Another guy coming off a strong performance in Week 10 Willie Sneed of the Baltimore Ravens versus the Tennessee Titans. Averaging six targets in his last three games, Sneed's increase in action has finally paid off with a pair of scores against the Patriots Sunday night. He has Lamar Jackson's trust in all settings and is their go-to clutch receiver. Tennessee has given up huge receiving results in the last five weeks and mostly throughout 2020. This is by far the best matchup for receptions, 25 more than second place, and it's number two for yardage gains. Seven touchdowns have been scored by wide receivers in the last five games. Washington football team tight end Logan Thomas versus the Cincinnati Bengals. He has at least four targets in every game this year and 12 in the last two weeks. Even with a two-game scoreless streak, Thomas has scored 10-plus PPR points in three of his last four games. Prior to holding Eric Ebron to a 38-yard game in Week 10, a contest in which Pittsburgh's receivers destroyed Cincinnati all over the field, the Bengals had given up six touchdowns to tight ends in the previous four contests. Thomas makes her a sneaky play if you're desperate for a tight end. For more fantasy football tips, news, and advice, be sure to check out thehuddle.com. So Mark is just continuing our conversation on Derek Carr because, as you can tell, I wasn't a Derek Carr guy before, but now I'm kind of obsessed. I kind of love Derek Carr. He's kind of my guy. Uh, I, I've, I've, adopted, <laughs> I've adopted him as my first child, Derek Carr. But So I'm really interested on where he ranks in the uh, NFL. And you talked about the AFC, and I think he's definitely up there in the AFC. But what about the NFL? Like, he's right up there. He's the fifth highest rated passer in the entire league. So he's right up there. But has he cracked the top ten? This is, a good, this is an interesting question because there's some that are going to be tough to answer like okay Aaron Rodgers Pat Mahomes Russell Wilson Drew Brees Tom Brady Dak Prescott I think I would pick all those guys over Carr like what do you think about that yeah and that's fair and again it's it's a little hard to judge it because Prescott's out for the season so do we include him the rest of the way probably just because he's been really good but like if we're talking about after that group of guys and we're getting into you know the Jared Goffs the Matt Staffords the Matt Ryans oh I'm Carr over all those guys not even a question my mind. Well, then, then the, then the answer is probably yes, right? I think Carr is better, and you know, if we want to talk about Ben Roethlisberger, I, I think Carr's been Close. significantly better than Roethlisberger this year, though. Yep. When you look at like some of Roethlisberger's stats, Roethlisberger's thirty-first in the league in air yards per attempt. He's just not throwing the ball down the field at all. He's getting a ton of uh, you know help from his receivers. Derek Carr is. This is the most aggressive we've ever seen Derek Carr. He's playing better. He doesn't have the volume that maybe some of the other guys have, uh, and that's why the passing yards and the touchdowns maybe aren't as high as some of those other guys but in terms of efficiency absolutely I think you can make a strong case that he's top 10 definitely top 12 13. I, 
think I definitely take him over Roethlisberger because I think you're right. Roethlisberger just plays with his toys. Deontay Johnson, <laughs> you know, he just like... Claypool, Juju, yeah, Claypool, oh yeah. yeah. Just dumps it off and lets them run. And, and that's 100% what's going on. And don't tell Steelers fans that or they'll get mad at you, Marcus, and yell at eh, you on Twitter. That's all right. Um, that's all right. So I guess my big question now is like, and I never thought I'd be saying this, but I am because, you know, like I said, I love Derek Carr. Uh, he, where does he rank among the like Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson? Because if he's if he ranks right in that category, he's up for a contract. Like we need to start talking long term deal. Raiders lock him up as the future, right? I mean, that's where we're at. Well, so it, this is the way I would phrase it back to you. If we're in the playoff game, which quarterback do you trust the most? Because right now, I, I listen, there's no bigger fan in the world of Lamar Jackson than me, but I don't trust him at all to throw, right? So if yeah. we get into these games where, okay, it's a third down at nine, and you got to make a throw across the middle to convert. I don't trust Lamar partly because of his offensive line. Josh Allen is so erratic uh, that I don't trust him either. And we saw him last year in the playoffs really struggle in the second half against a not very good Texans team. I'm probably taking Derek Carr just because I have the most confidence that he can be accurate uh, and that he can win from the pocket. It sounds absolutely crazy. And there's Doesn't no, I, I'm trying to convince myself as you. I do this, but it's it's probably the right answer. For me, it's like Josh Allen's close. I, Josh Allen, I love, I love him. I yes, think he's, just because he can make so many plays yeah. outside the pocket with his arm i agree if i need a play i'm taking allen over lamar and deshaun watson i think no doubt but Carr, uh, if i need one play it's really close it's really close between josh allen and Derek Carr. but josh allen is a clear-cut franchise quarterback like he's made yeah. the jump so is is that where we're at with Carr? like is Carr the guy in vegas going forward when they finally open that stadium marcus and i can fly <laughs> my ass across the country and go to vegas and you know i'm going i cannot yeah. wait to go watch football over there is Derek Carr gonna be the guy in five years i think yeah, i think I, it's I, trending that way I think so as well. I think, you know, he, he, he's on a pretty cheap contract right now, which which helps out a lot. Uh, with him continuing to play this well, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be. Just really quickly on Josh Allen, if you want to know your true thoughts on a quarterback, bet on them in a the game, and you'll find out pretty quickly whether you believe in them or not because – did the uh, you know, last, break your heart, Marcus? Well, just a little bit. But also like Lamar Jackson last week, right, against New England. And we can talk about your Patriots. But, you know, if you have money on Lamar to cover that seven-point spread, you find out pretty quickly you don't trust him to throw the ball. Well, the Ravens are soft as hell because all the Patriots did is run it down their throats. So, right. uh, but that, yeah, that's a conversation for another day. I do want to get to uh, Raiders Chiefs as a big ball game, but first there are some, there's more players going on the COVID list and including a certain defensive end that mm. is, is kind of painful. And all these guys on the list are starters, Marcus. So fill us in on what's going on there. And are we going to be without Farrell, Joyner, mm. Brown, Littleton. Are we going to be – maybe Corey Littleton's okay. Uh, but are we going to be without all these guys uh, for this big showdown with the Chiefs? Yeah, so let's start with Cleveland Farrell. He tested positive for COVID. That's painful. On Mon- yeah, on Monday he will not play against the Chiefs, and that's a big uh. one because in the last time that he played, he had nine pressures in that game, and he was a big reason was why here. Patrick – yeah, big reason why Patrick Mahomes couldn't get comfortable in the pocket. So without him, they really don't have a lot of depth at defensive line. Uh, probably more Arden Key, maybe more Carl Nassib. So no Cleveland Farrell. LaMarcus Joyner was considered a close contact. Uh, we'll know later in the week whether he's able to go. They need him because he's actually playing some of the best football of his career. Yeah. 
I don't expect Trent Brown to play. He's probably out another month. Uh, and we'll see about some of the other offensive linemen because uh, they've, they've been banged up as well. So the Raiders are going to have a uh, you know an injured core going into this game, uh, but they got to find a way to win. The AFC playoff picture is freaking sweet. It's awesome. It's it's just, it's all crowded. There's a million teams with six wins, including the Raiders. They're in that fifth spot, but a, you know a loss to the Chiefs could easily drop them down pretty far the list, right? It's going to be it's going to mm. keep changing week in week out. Let's dive into that. Coming up next. It's that time again for the line of the week. The inside track to the favorites, the underdogs, and the over-unders. I think I want my money back. Now, here are Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren from USA Today's Sportsbook Wire. Hello, I'm Eston McLaren of SportsbookWire.com and Bet Slippin' Podcast. I'm joined by Jeff Clark to break down all you need to know to bet on the Week 11 Monday Night Football game between the Los Angeles Rams and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers come in favored by three and a half points on home field. They beat the Carolina Panthers 46-23 last week. The Rams, they're three and a half point underdogs after their 23-16 win over the Seattle Seahawks. Jeff, how are you feeling about this one? Give me the better coach and the better defense of the Los Angeles Rams. People took Sean McVay for granted and weren't high on the Rams before the season started, but he's got them tied for first place in the NFC West, and I still think the Rams are undervalued. And who's even got the best defense in this game? Rams give up the second fewest points per game and the fewest yards per attempt to opposing quarterbacks. I'm on the Rams plus three and a half. It's very evenly matched. You're dead on there. The Buccaneers, they have more offensive weapons for the Rams to cover. They keep them busy. They win by four points. All odds courtesy of BetMGM. Subscribe to BetSlip and Podcast on your favorite app. Please be sure to rate and review. So, Marcus, going into this ball game against the Chiefs, just a big game. And no respect for the Raiders, right, who go into Arrowhead, beat Kansas City. They're the only team to beat Kansas City this year. They do it on the road. They're 6-3. and three. They've won a bunch of games in a row. they get got a three-game streak. They're at home. And there's still six and a half point underdogs in this ballgame, right? Yeah, and it makes a little bit of sense, right? Andy Reid's record, Andy Reid's record coming off a of bye is fantastic. It's one of the best in the NFL. Uh, they also it sounds like the Chiefs are a little mad that the Raiders took a little victory uh, lap around Kansas City yes. on their bus. Yeah, what do you think uh, about that? Yeah, I think I think it's Gruden and his team being excited after a big win. To, you know, and it's, listen, it's not a big deal. These guys get irrational and upset about the littlest thing, so it happens. But you can. Believe, best believe that Andy Reid spent the bye week coming up with different plays to try to expose Paul Gunther's defense. Um, if they get up on this game, they're going to try to lay it on the Raiders. So uh, I could easily see this being a game where Mahomes throws five touchdowns and they really rub it in. But this is a good Raiders team. I mean, they're, they're legit good. So yeah, I don't think it's going to be as easy as what many people think. Is it actually a sign of respect that the Raiders are below that seven mark for the spread? Absolutely. Especially when you consider all the injuries that we just talked about. I think I think the odds makers are believing that this Raiders team is a quality team and they're a playoff caliber team. So, yeah, this is one of the few teams in the NFL that for whatever reason can c- keep up with the uh, – uh, for the Chiefs with a little bit. So should be a fun one. I, I've got a feeling this one's going to stay close for a few quarters and then Kansas City's probably going to run away with it. But John Gruden's teams have surprised me before, so we'll see. I think I know where you're going with this. The over-under is set at 56.5 on my app right now. I don't know if it opened there. It might continue to grow. <laughs> okay, so I do 
trust the rub it in factor, right? When a team's mad at the other team, they'll try to rub it in. I think the Saints hate the Bucks, so I've seen the Saints try to rub it into the Bucks' face a little bit this year, right? That's just an example. Yeah. Maybe yep. the Chiefs will try to rub it in on the Raiders because of the victory lap, right? So the over-under, maybe you lean over because of that, but also when you get two really good teams in a kind of a playoff type of feel, playoff type atmosphere style thing, maybe the yards and the points are a little bit tougher to come by too. So I could, I could also see, I could also see a little flavor on the under as well, but I think I'd feel more comfortable on the over, but I feel like the under is something to at least think about. Yeah, I think the Raiders are going to try to take the air out of the football, right? They're going to try to run this ball as much as possible, even if they're down two scores. They know the best way to win this game. Keep their defense off the field. Give the ball to Josh Jacobs and Devontae Booker. I like the under here. I think they're going to do enough to to keep this where it's a you know, they want to try to win a 27 to 24 type of game. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if they can do that. Okay, cool. I was I was leaning under as well, so now I feel really good about it, Marcus, because you are an expert. Uh, I want to give you the final word on just what you think about this AFC playoff picture. The Steelers are freaking 9-0. and uh, They've won a, a bunch of crazy games and blowing out their uh, division opponents and then playing the Dallas Cowboys to the wire, you know? <laughs> like, so yeah. they're, they're kind of a weird team. The Bills lose a game to the Cardinals. The Ravens lose to the Patriots, so now they're, they're the seventh seed if it started today. The freaking Ravens at the seventh seed. Wrap your head around that. The Dolphins look really good. You've got the Colts, Raiders, Dolphins, Ravens, Titans, Browns, all at six and three. You got the Patriots there at four and five, which I've been trying to write them. They're off. hanging around. I'm They're trying to write around. them off, Marcus. I want them to go away. I just want them. To, no, just like let's go on to let's get on to 2021. But they won't do it. They beat the freaking Ravens, and now I got to start buying in again to that. That's just my <laughs> own problem. But what's your take on this thing? Like this is turning out to be a fun little race, especially if the Patriots beat the Texans and get to five and five, and the Dolphins have a a, a pretty winnable game here this week as well, so they could tie the Bills in the AFC East like there's all this these different things and teams are moving from the top four down to that wild card spot back and forth it's wild yeah I've got I've got two quick hot takes for you on oh, the, the, the AFC picture first of all I don't think Baltimore is going to make the playoffs they play Tennessee this week uh, that is a team that has given them problems before because they can run the ball with Derrick Henry I don't see any way that the the Ravens without Calais Campbell and without Brandon Williams are going to be able to stop Tennessee and then they play Pittsburgh on a short week uh, in Pittsburgh thanks for easily see them you know dropping to uh six and six or whatever and being out of the playoff race uh the other one is are we sure the dolphins aren't like the third best team in the afc defensively they're really good they're really they good might, they might have the best defense in the in the whole conference and you know the offense has enough playmakers and the coaching is so good i probably trust them just about as much as any of those other teams including the raiders yeah man look out look out for those dolphins man my dad's been obsessed with the dolphins he loves them he keeps betting like the money line like hard he keeps putting like 200 bucks on the dolphins money line every week and they keep winning i think they well, won five in a row well and who do the dolphins play this week our Broncos, so. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a win. Do it again. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't wait to jump on with my Broncos wire guy and do that podcast. <laughs> that's a freaking win for the Dolphins, Drew Locke. Get out of here with that. Oh, so. man. All right, man, can't wait. Sunday night, Raiders-Chiefs, that's going to be a good one. If the Raiders win that thing, man, they really they really blow up this AFC pitcher a little bit. They really make it interesting. Yeah, we're having a different conversation next Wednesday about this Raider team. Not only are they a, a playoff team, we're talking about them as a – maybe Super Bowl contending team if they win on Sunday. Yeah, and, I, and I do like your Ravens take. They are very soft. Uh, very soft. Yes. A little bit of wind, a little bit of rain, you, and you punch them in the mouth and they just turtle. So that was a, yeah. little, that was a little embarrassing on uh, against the Patriots there. Uh, not It's not a good Patriots team, trust not, me. Not, not a good week for the Harbaugh's. No, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah, Michigan. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I agree. The Titans could easily punch them in the mouth and then 
that Thanksgiving night game. Yeah. Should be fun, my man. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. All right, Marcus. Take care. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.